is 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade, a retrospective podcast. Brought to you by UtilityMuffinLabs.com. Welcome to the Dark Ages. Blood and silk. Ooh, get silky smooth. Ooh, got the blood and silk. Get silky smooth. Gonna rub it on your chest. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of 25 Years of Blood and Silk Masquerades. I'm Nathan. And I'm Bob. And today, we're feeling especially silky smooth. And uh, I, I'm being silly. The book we're going to review... It's, it's Blood and Silk. <laughs> World of Darkness, Blood and Silk. We didn't really know what we were getting into when we decided uh, this was the next book up to review. Because chronologically, in the Dark Ages world, it was the next one up. Um, and we're going to get into what that meant to us when we thought we were going to start reading it and what it actually means now in a minute. Because of the implication. But um, I just want to thank everybody first and foremost for sticking with us while I had some dental work done. It's not complete. I still got some more to do, but uh, it's coming along quite nicely. Um, and uh, before we get into the review, I want to do a little, little question question we got from uh, someone who listens to the podcast. So that's always fun. I'm loading so, the question bot. One second. Bob is loading question loading bot. Question bot. Okay, we're good. Now, uh, before we before I read this question, um, Bob, you said that the podcast was going to be a little bit short today. <laughs> yeah, I did. It's gonna be it's gonna be short. I mean, uh, I, I, do you want me to get into that or we just <laughs> no, no, wanna, no, 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 no. Okay. I just I, I just want a little a little preamble, a little warning ahead of time because I was like, well, you know, we just use our 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 faces to fill like forty minutes worth of talk time because. It's going to be my favorite. It's going to be my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyways, let's get to the question. The question is from Travis Crockett. And Travis says, hey, guys, I've been enjoying listening to your podcast as a way to learn the lore for Vampire the Masquerade. I had a question if you were still doing the Q&A section. Kind of we are. I was introduced via New World of Darkness games, specifically Changeling the Lost. I never got into the appeal of the Dreaming Game. Naturally, when I came across the Chiasid and the Meghar, I was super excited. Have you all talked about either of these types of vampires on the podcast yet, or had any experience with them in your own games? I like the idea of them since they take the darker, bloodier elements of more like the true Fae and Changeling the Lost, but in the old World of Darkness setting. I also don't own the books and have only been able to read about them from the wiki pages. Thanks for everything you do, Travis. So, Bob. Have we talked about the Chaosid and the Meghar in any of our podcasts previously? We absolutely have. We did a review of um, of the of the Meghar specifically and the Chaosid because there was a book of uh, a clan, not a clan. A fan had actually written a yeah. Chaosid clan book that we did review, and it was actually good. It was it was decent for it. It, it combined all the all the information you could ever want about the Chaosid <clears throat> and whatnot into one into one place. However, it even. However, before you finish that, that was actually a Nerd Words podcast, our, mm. our companion podcast that you may not be familiar with. So if you'd like to hear more about some of the other things we talk about, go to utilitymuffinlabs.com and listen to the Nerd Words podcast. That's just like some sales, some sales shit right there. And it's what you need. It's exactly what I was about <laughs> to try to stumble mumble through, and you had it. So um, stumble mumble is the, is the mode of the day, trust me. So anyway... Mm-hmm. Um, Looking at that, what I can answer for you right now is to say that if you're having trouble with uh, the New World of Darkness, uh, Fae, um, that's uh, ah, it's heartbreaking because I really do love those guys. I think they made the Fae what they meant to be. 
finally in that. But that doesn't yeah. mean that those who like the Changeling the Dreaming are out of it. They're not. Changing the Dreaming is very much a fantastical game where a lot of creativity can be shown and you can enjoy, actually you can, be, you can enjoy a dark game if you wanted to, or yeah. you can make it as lighthearted as you want to. And that is the fun one. Of all the World of Darkness games, that is the one I've seen. Visibly, people have smiles permanently affixed to their face, loving every minute of it, loving the cosplay that goes with it. And that's and, that, and that's what I'm talking about. Not just live action, by the way. I mean tabletop games. I've yeah. seen changing played where you had to have fey wings and some makeups if yeah. you're going to do what you're going <laughs> right. to do so well and and i would challenge you too if you um don't really understand what people get out of the the uh classic world of darkness fey but you're um you want to play in that world don't limit yourself to the story that's being told um you know bring that that bring those themes and and that feel to your game there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, rules are just a way of getting things accomplished that description can't do. So if you want to bring some darkness to the the classic world of darkness, Faye, why not? What I imagine Changeling the Dreaming is, and this is just a metaphoric way of saying it, why I like it so much is I used to, everyone's gone camping, and I remember sitting around a campfire listening to adults tell, tell scary stories. And as an ST, I have to imagine myself doing this quite a bit. But right. here, imagine all the stories told, made up or otherwise, actually come to life right. in the dreaming, right? That's what they do. And whatever that is, and the Fae love to dance in this imagination, and that's kind of how I see changing the dreaming. And a lot of how it's set up is very much that. And then there's obviously harder rules and whatnot to get into, but that's the that's the what they use, the tools to make it work. But please pick it up, read it. As my recommendation, it shouldn't be too hard to find a PDF for it. And at yeah. least get the base book and, and make that choice if you like it or not. That's the yeah. first and foremost of anything. Don't always rely on what we necessarily... Oh, let, let me not say that. Absolutely rely on what me and Nate say. But <laughs> if you want your own right. secondary opinion, fine. But then yeah, at least read the book. I, I think that uh, something important that we need to emphasize about doing these podcasts is while we are here to help you get a better understanding of the lore in the world, we are in no way a replacement for reading because every person that you talk to that's read through these books is going to have a different perspective than Bob and I do. And that's just the nature of reading. So I, I always wanted to use this podcast as a way to urge people towards exploring the world more, yep. be that as picking up books um, you know, reading more of the material and getting a better understanding of the world of darkness, not so that you can be, you know, an internet know-it-all who knows, I know everything, I know what book and what page, that's great. But now tell a story with it. That's what both of us have always wanted to accomplish is to get you, the player, or you, the storyteller, to tell better stories, to run more captivating games, to drag your friends into it, to make the hobby more available to everybody. And really to emphasize that there aren't any clear definitions except the definitions that you make. And I think that's just the simplest way to say it. Having said that, definitely check out that Chaosid Clan book. It's on the Storyteller's Vault. Um, if I am so inclined when this podcast is done being recorded, I perhaps may leave a link to it on the Utility Muffin Labs website. So go check that out because it's worth reading. Um, as far as having them in your game, um, is that something that you've ever had much experience with, Bob? Because I personally haven't. Every time I've, I've, I've seen a kiosk has been live action, 
and it's to mixed reviews. Mostly it's NPCs because it's the latest clan. When it came out and later on, people began questioning if they needed it at all. Right. I've had people jokingly tell me they're going to play Chiasid, but the joke was always on them when I when I didn't blink. <laughs> you wish to play one? Absolutely. Let me know what the background is in the story. We'll get to it. Wait a minute. You said yes. Yeah. Um, of course I said yes. If you think I'm going to shy away from playing Faye, you're out yeah. of your mind. Or running them. I absolutely will bring them to you. The thing is, are you ready? Right? Hey, are, yeah, are you I, ready I mean, to experience it? I got my base book, you know what I mean? Like, I, I've never played Faye. I've never read any of the material, but... Um, like any good gamer, I have a book and I'm prepared. Um, <laughs> so I, I think for me, a big part of the reason why they've never really been an inclusion in any of the games that I've ran for players is because um, I, I maybe this is going to sound shitty, but I feel that plenty of people have difficulty actually conceptualizing and understanding the basic clans. And people that want to jump to the more advanced clans I find just in my experience that a lot of them really haven't mastered the basics. And I feel like for me as a player and storyteller, I want to make sure that you can handle the basic concepts, you know, the core clans before you start jumping into the more advanced clans that have less and less material written about them. Because to me, if you don't have the the full flavor and appeal of the game, if you if you don't speak with the voice of Vampire the Masquerade, why are you trying to learn the the nuances? Like, right. just get down, you know, the, the key basics and then go to the advanced. Now, if I have a group of players sitting at my table and they're all advanced players and one of them wants to play that, well, I, I then need to make sure that I can fit it in with the rest of the group, right? So you might need to have a pretty dynamic set of characters at your table for that to even begin to make sense. So I think that's really the difficulty for me having them in my games because that just never the 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 earth and and stars don't align to make that possible so thank you very much for your question and uh hopefully that answered some of it i mean we kind of just like went roundabout um but yeah uh i don't think that they're definitely not a favorite of mine but you know more power and 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 i agree with you they're not a favorite of mine either but they're bottom line here's the reason people have a hang up with them the Kiasid are specialists, and you have to know something well to portray that well, whatever it is. Whether it's, uh, I believe, two, one of the options was to be a uh, like a Vitae file or somebody, or mixologist mm-hmm. right. was another idea, as they mix potions and stuff now, too. And it's like, well, bottom line, Nate said it all, but definitely there's a lot more than we can get into, and this isn't the Kiasid podcast. I was yeah. saying that for, there are people who do mention 25 years we can get <laughs> segregated, or se- what, segregated, segued, side, <laughs> sidetracked. <laughs> Sideswept, anything but segregated. Why did I say that? But the uh, because of the implication, blood silk. That's what I'm saying. Blood uh, silk. Well, I mean, if you want to get really deliberate here, um, <laughs> the question we just answered probably has more to do with vampire than the book we just reviewed. <laughs> so, um, all right, uh, here's a little bit uh, of background about blood and silk. Um, In the course of doing my research, I use various different lists to determine the the published date and the the list of books for the lines, right? There's a couple of different sources online. The White Wolf Wiki is a good example. And then there is um, an old uh, White Wolf list of books and their release date in like an alphabetical order. So anyways, through my research... 
and through the cover of this book, this book is the next one up for review. And it's called Blood and Silk. And um, reading the, the front cover of it, it, it distinctly says a source book for Kindred of the East and Vampire of the Dark Ages. So I, I feel like we had some preconceived notions about that, right? Right. Because of the implication. So uh, my preconceived notion, very clearly. I, go ahead. If I can, if I can explain. Yep. I remember us. I'll say this, folks. Everyone gives us the impression of being elitist. So I'm going to have some fun with this. Um, so on Mount Elite. As I sat there and woke up and I said to myself, I said, Librarian, Blood and Silk, I haven't read it, bring it to me. And Nate was like, we'll be reviewing Blood and Silk. And I said, yes, absolutely, we'll re- I have not read this, let me let me read it. And as I began reading it, I didn't want to admit to Nate that I didn't understand what the fuck I was reading. Because of the implication. <laughs> right? I couldn't admit to him. Now, it's because wor- World of Darkness Vampire right. and Dark Ages I'm great with. Right, Werewolf right. I'm good with. A lot of products I'm good with. Kindred of the East, I've been a player about four times in a couple different campaigns that never went longer than a month. Four times right? over the course of how many years? 20. It's release to now. Right. right. Four times. And it's and it's literally one of the most complex games you can get into. That was a lot of fun. Don't, yeah. don't get it wrong. It was a lot of fun. But the ST clearly gets burned out really fast. Because, and I imagine I know why. And I always was like, well, it can't be that hard. We can get into it. We can figure it out until my own staff tried to run a Kindred of the East game for just staff members to see just how complex if we want to open that door for players on our online game. And the answer was hell no. Right. <laughs> we, we, started, we started doing it and we were like, wait a second. Because here's the typical. Players will say, I absolutely know material. I'm masters of it. I'm God of it. Right. Then as they start doing it, and they realize they have to kind of demonstrate that they don't know it. Well, we don't want them to be embarrassed, so we try to help them and assist yeah. through it. So eventually, they're like they're comfortable to admit, okay, maybe I didn't read it as close as I thought. No big deal. We don't look at it. We just move on. Right. Kindred of the East is the game where that happens. That stops the gameplay. Yep. Because you know people are going to be embarrassed that they don't remember the definition of something that seems basic. And there's a lot of a lot of parts of it. And more importantly, Nate and I have not reviewed Kindred of the East yet at all. And here, here's my experience with Kindred of the East. My experience is um, I own the base book, and it's on a shelf. That's as much experience I have with it. <laughs> I own it. I've never opened it, right? Uh, because my the books that I have not read, uh, unless I need it for a game, I basically am reading them chronologically right along with you as you're yeah, listening absolutely. to these podcasts. You know, absolutely. All, all the books that we've reviewed... I've read in chronological order. So, you know, Vampire the Masquerade, the original core line, the modern day line, I'm pretty good at going, I know exactly what book that thing's in. I know exactly where to find that. I know roundabout what year it came out, right? I, I, I still don't call myself an expert because why would I? There's no benefit to it. But I, I'm pretty good off the cuff. Dark Ages? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting I'm getting that concrete information. I'm building that foundation. Right. Um, what I know about the Kwai Jin, which they're not even called that in this book, I know from reading LA by Night. Which is now, nothing. I want to tell you something funny. <laughs> right? Me and Nate often will talk about a book ahead of time a little or bit, just a little San snippets. Francisco by night. How you doing? You know, where you at the reading where you going? Did you know something weird? Yeah, I did notice this part. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know. Nate goes. He goes, man, you ever heard of the Wan Kwai? And I was like, um, <laughs> it's familiar, but not, I, I don't know, it's hazy in the back of my head. Okay. 
all right, how about the the wax the wax quen or something like it just it flipped it around? Yeah, no, yeah. So so the 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 conversation was I was like, okay, so there's one qui, right? What about wax qui? That's in the book too. And Bob's like, no, no, you you you're talking about the the one quicks or whatever they're called, the one qui, right? Like the other one. There's two versions, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'd probably have a dyslexic moment. And then, and then what happened? Right. And then what happens is Nate goes, "Oh no, I meant the wax quai, and 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 there and it's here. And if you notice our different pronunciations, that's because we have no idea. No, we we have right? we have no idea. We've never let that stop us before. And so me and Nate are reading along, and we're going along, and as we're going through a chapter, I had a bunch of people on Discord, and I'm like, let me just read a paragraph. Let me just read a paragraph, because <laughs> I, I said to myself, maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe my brain is having fundamental difficulty understanding uh, the an Eastern concept of, of what this is. I just don't get the terminology. So I started reading it to folk, and I <laughs> silenced a room. We have hecklers. We have all types of people. This dude in the chat, we have our boy Nick, normally always has an opinion on something. And he tried to weigh in and didn't have an angle. Right. Right? right. He just didn't have it. He couldn't make it stick. And that's when we were like, well, maybe it's just the first couple pages we'll just yeah. flip nate went to the middle and read something we didn't get it we're looking through it we're like okay now the the titles like the name of the uh paragraph or chapter change we're with you that's yeah. pretty clear right but it became fundamentally clear to us the terminology this isn't something you can skip and then like as it refers right. to a word you can go back to the terminology you need to have that digested and understand what it means to read this whole book and and to be fair we actually um we made it a point when we were reviewing the original Vampire the Masquerade line to skip Tokyo by night because we were concerned we wouldn't have a deep enough grasp of the material to do a proper review. Well, we didn't do our research well enough this time to know that difference. And I kind of had this idea. I was like, okay, we could not do this review. We could just skip it and people would go, hey, what happened to this book? But I felt like a part of our job is the pretend game. So I, I went like this. Well, let's pretend I'm a buyer of books in the year 2000. And I go to my local bookstore. I go to my local game shop, which are very few and far between nowadays. And there's a whole row of vampire and werewolf and, and mage books. And I see this in the Dark Ages section. section. And I go oh, man, there's a new Dark Ages book out. Ooh, and it's going to give me an introduction to the Kindred of the East. That'll be cool. And I take this home, and I crack it open, and I go, okay, well, I have a foundation of Dark Ages. I know vampires, so I should be able to add this to that to run a crossover game with them. No, 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 no. Sorry, you lose, because that's not what you get here. You do not get that. You do not pass go. You do not collect $200. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you need to read Kindred of the East 100% before you buy this book. Can I can I read just a random section here? Please do. Okay, I'm going to uh I'm going to open this up to page um let's call it uh page 88. And I'm going to read a section from the middle and you tell me what you understand as a vampire player. Fire in the eye. It is a level 1 God body of fire power. The vampire kindles chi fire inside himself. It shines out, not only through his eyes, but through his mouth and even his ears. If he's wounded, small flames also lick out the wound. 
system. The vampire can turn this power on and off at will. His bite does an extra die of aggravated damage, and he can see in complete darkness. By staring at the target for one turn, the vampire may attempt to inspire fear in others. Uh, the, the difficulty of intimidation-related tasks is one lower while using fire in the eye. That seems very different than any vampire power I've ever had for... Right. What, what it sounds like you just said was that it's dread gaze, but fire burst out of your eyes. <laughs> this one this one that I shared with you earlier is, I think, even better. This one, I think, typifies the type of stuff you'll read in here. And, and again, this is not to say this book is bad, because we don't know if it is. Okay. Wax Kui, or however that's pronounced, crossing the wall in the Blood and Silk era... Do so in all the normal fashions, through the chi pranas, at dragon nests, and by following in the crab's footsteps with charms enchanted through the ritual uh, imbuing the jade. These functions, uh, these function as detailed on page 145 to 147 of Kindred of the East, except the wall ratings differ. I don't know what I said. I don't know any of the words I used. I feel like you're not getting this at all. I'm not getting it. God damn. I am at a loss. (laughs) So a, a better way to put this, it even it even says it flips back because right when I read mm-hmm. started reading, I always read the how to use this book because I want yeah. their author's interpretation of how this should roll out. Always a good yeah. idea to do. When it gets to to the fact that it says we <laughs> basically you don't need Vampire the Masquerade or Vampire the Dark Ages to play this book, but you do need Kindred of the East. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I went. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we haven't done this shit. We're gonna, but we're not right. here yet. Like that's so we screwed the pooch, <laughs> right? And then, and then Nate, I agree with you. It's like you know, this is a rare opportunity. If you know, we talk about authors and knowing your stuff and getting it down there and having it need to, and it's hard to interpret and get it out there too. And sometimes it doesn't go according to plan. What's fun about podcasters or us when it doesn't go according to plan? It's not that we didn't write anything; it's that we're just going to record the truth, right? And, right. and whereas, whereas we're getting the buying experience for the book, there's the other half where we could say you didn't open the cover to read how to use this book to know what other books you need to use the book, right? And, and right. the answer is, well, smarty pants, no, I freaking didn't. No, I did not. I just, <laughs> I just got the book thinking I knew what was going on, right? And right. This and, is and, why you don't do that, right? And well, and that's the other thing too. You know, looking up these these. Um, release dates and looking up the lines like it technically is a book for vampire the dark ages but it's only in technicality that it takes place the same year as the dark ages game it's not it's not at all it's not a book about how to include uh you know the 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 um kindred of the east in a dark ages like you need to read that core rule book you need to know it because otherwise you're going to be as dumbfounded as we are and honestly, I feel like that's an unfortunate waste of this book because, like, looking through it, it definitely has inspired me to want to go read that book and to know what's going on. You know, it's given me more information than I had before, but it's done something dramatic in that it's given us a a perhaps wrong perspective. Like, we don't have a whole understanding of what the what this book even means, what what the vampires in this book are. We've learned that... They don't drink blood, and they can go out during the day, and they're a little bit different than they are in the modern era. <laughs> so, and the, and the thing is that they could drink blood, and some do at the beginning, but you got to know the the base book to even get that inference. Mm-hmm. And this obviously plays them further down the line, right? Right, because the older they get, the better they're refined, and the more they don't need to drink blood, like nature said. And that that's that's where they put you at. They don't put you at the beginning. You're at an older level of yourself. 
Right. And that's that. And then you got to understand, this book tells you flat out, you're not playing a vampire, you're a demon. And that'll blow your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like it says, why did they say Kindred of the East? I'll let you know. They call themselves the Wan Kwai. Mm-hmm. Kindred of the East is just what we know as as is, is whatever you want to to get yeah, the book. Well, that's the other thing too. They're not even called the same thing in the modern era, right? And that's and that's the whole thing is that this book is filled with a lot of contradiction. It seems right, but that's only to the, to your ignorance. Yeah, we, our ignorance for sure. We we didn't know. Yeah. Um, there are terms I do know, and there are defined terms in here. Yeah. However, for a podcast, you have to understand if it doesn't sound like we know the terms back in front of what we're even <laughs> reviewing. It sounds like this podcast right now. Yeah, it's it's better to admit ignorance than to b- beg for forgiveness later because we lied about how ignorant we are. <laughs> right. We need to come out here and go, so we know Kendra the East guys and this uh-huh. this blood and soap book. It's yeah. um it's it's filled with a lot about blood and some right. about silk. And uh don't don't forget there's a section on the age of bigotry, so just note what that's like. And um there's a there's a woman who would be nude except her long hairs in a way, in a creepy way. And it covers a dude covered on the ground in a wooden area with like a Japanese door. And then there's some writings. But that's it for the podcast. Yeah, Blood right. Silk is out. Because that's about all. I, I can- honestly, I have no problem taking this podcast, releasing it, and, you know, unleashing it on all of you so that you understand what to look, you know, what, what to do before you approach this book. But then, you know, down the road when we actually get to this game coming back and revisiting it. A couple of things I can say about it up front, um, just aesthetically. Certain uh, parts of the book are a little bit difficult to read because there's a lot of, like, background imagery, um, like, on the page, like floral designs and bamboo designs that kind of obscure the words a little bit. So I found that, like, a little bit difficult to read at times. Um, However, I did find it very inspirational. Uh, I found it very inspirational to read through this stuff and go... This is a completely different game in every way, shape, and form, except it has the foundation in the world of darkness character creation, right? It's, it's, not, uh, it's not like vampire, but like changed a little bit. It is totally different, totally culturally different in every way. And if he didn't hammer it home, I do think, I know this is a must book for fans of Kindred of the East and really anybody looking to step into something different. <clears throat> for yeah. instance, you have the Ebony Kingdom book. Right, and that's that's in total everything you need to do the Ebony Kingdom, but the Kindred of the East they went hard in. Right, there mm-hmm. was there's lots they added to the book. This one clearly adds to it with more options, powers, understanding right. a Dark Ages version of it. And is it needed? Absolutely, yeah. because you may have a storyteller who is vastly familiar with Kindred of the East and Vampire who will run a Dark Ages game and say, "Yeah, it's totally cool if one or two of you yeah. play one of these guys and come through." And this book will mend that gap. So um, one thing that I can say for certain is that I've heard a lot of people kind of scoff at the Kindred of the East books, like, oh, those books, in in a way that says they don't like them. Um, I I would love to hear some people's opinions as to why, like, what's the what's the issue with the the Kindred of the East as far as like how it's represented, because it's always been sort of. I, you know, I get second or third hand that like the book is handled insensitively or something like that. I'd love to know why you think that is. Um, I don't know much about the Asian culture, um, but it doesn't seem to be like presented in a disrespectful manner in this book. And to defend it, it's a book about entertainment, right? That's like uh, it's 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 fiction. 
Right. It's it's made up to be entertaining. A a run run Shaw film is not sensitive to the era it's in, but it is entertaining. Look up look up Five Ninjas. <laughs> or no, 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 the, the Element Five Ninjas, I believe is the name of the film. And it's on Netflix now. And you could check it out. It's completely insensitive. And you but 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 that era is entertaining that you know what I mean? Just yeah. because it does it this isn't meant to go sit with, with some with the diplomat from China to negotiate anything. Right. This this is meant to be entertaining in your home and to love the genre and learn a little bit. I, I get a little concerned that sometimes we forget that we're a bunch of dorks rolling dice at a table. How can I make that any more clear to you? It, it always baffles me. Yeah. It's like sometimes people are like, you know, I mean, it's it's not meant to be like a, a geography book. It's in, you know, in here they even say like a lot of this stuff isn't going to be historically accurate. We're not in the business of making historically accurate material. We're in the business of making fun for people so they can play games. So I think that that's pretty important to remember as well. But, you know, hey, what do I know? Uh, you, you know what's good because this book <laughs> is. This book is. It even, I mean, folks, we did read this book. Yeah, it's just some, it's just it, a matter just of don't know shit. <laughs> we don't, right, we don't know how to convey it properly, and we know it's going to bring nothing but that. It will become valid when we get to the Kindred of the East. We start yeah. reviewing those books, and this will definitely be in there again, and uh, so we can go over it properly. Yeah, it really, and just to like hammer it home, it only starts to really talk about like an interaction with the rest of the world of darkness, like the European world of darkness, like about 154 pages in. So, um, yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is, and and just echoing what we've already said, unless you have a firm grasp of Kindred of the East, this book isn't going to be for you. It's not for us at this time. Um, but if you've read those books and you want to run that game in the Dark Ages, this is going to be the Bible that you need to get by to run a convincing game. It seems uh, full of... Basically, it's only stuff that is applicable to 1197 AD and it doesn't have any of the extra filler. And that's why we couldn't even get a firm grasp of what the game was because it doesn't repeat stuff that's in the main book. So there you go. <laughs> what I do like about it is that even on page 154, they list for you a who knows who cares clause <laughs> where it says distinctly, always keep in mind that the vast majority of Wan Kwai, otherwise known as Kindred of the East, and other Shen know little and care less about the affairs of their Western counterparts. The world is large, and supernatural beings are few, and they all have plenty to occupy them close to hand. Right. Journeys of thousands of miles and other risk-taking are not in the interest of most vampires. So that is, even they understand that, that this book is going to be awesome for those who are fans of the Kindred of the East, and right. here it is. So it's just, it's just an FYI. That's all. Cool. Well, uh, thank you all for bearing uh, that uh, brutal review. <laughs> so, well, I don't uh, even think it's a review as much as it was like, man, this is uh, this is attempt one. Attempt two will be much more informed. R right, right. Well, uh, next week we I, we know what we're dealing with. Next week, next week we're dealing with um, the Ashen Thief, which is um, I'm assuming going to be like a variant on the Ashen Knight, but I have not read it yet. So, who knows? So, but we do know it's vampire. Right, right, right. It right, is right, Western right. vampire. It right. is the barbarians that we, it, we know them well. Now, to be fair, if we went back in time just two weeks ago and I looked at the title that I had written down in my list, the title was <laughs> World of Darkness, Blood and Silk. 
I probably could have inferred, but we really thought it was about like Mongolians and things like that. And it wasn't. But Wind from the East could be, and that's coming up soon too. So... And Wind from the East is. I've read that. So <laughs> you guys can't see Bob shaking his head, but he, he is. So um, while, we're, while we have everyone's attention, um, what we've been kind of kicking back and forth is the idea. Um, we usually take the last month of the year, December, off for the holidays. Um, but we normally we don't put anything out, I don't think. We, we just don't put anything out. Um, but we don't want to lose folks. So we do a podcast on through, for our, our Patreon backers. Um, and uh, not very many people have access to it. It's kind of like an educational thing. So... Um, Bob and I were kind of kicking back and forth the idea of releasing some of these educational podcasts sort of like as a holiday treat for everyone. Um, so as not to have a gap in, uh, release. So, um, I guess if you're interested in that, let us know. And that might be something that we could do. So you're looking for feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feed forward. (laughs) Feed forward forward give us about a, that yeah, idea. give us give us some feedback you know leave some comments uh on wherever you leave comments and let us know if that'd be something that you're interested in um because like i said it's it's something that's only available to a very small select group of people and it could be something that people might benefit from um and if we get enough feedback then while i'm uh, out of town on on business that's something that i could do in the meantime now f- for everyone else that uh, is on Cursed Cane, of course, everything will be going as normal. Um, we we do take time off for holidays. We'll make those announcements as everybody has it, because obviously, if you're with your family, we're with ours. So yeah, we'll keep it in mind. We don't we don't usually take breaks from um, rewarding our Patreon backers. We just take a break from the constant schedule of reading and recording and reading and recording because it, it it turns out like reading a, a vampire book every week. And then regurgitating it into a podcast is kind of hard work. It's kind of. Did you just make us mama birds like going out and eating and then regurgitating into the ear of everybody else? All right, just check. I mean, I I don't know about you, Bob. I think you like to read a lot for your for entertainment purposes, and I do too. But actually, reading like a 160 page book of which 90 percent of the information you don't understand doesn't leave a lot of room for entertainment reading. In the it was rough. Yeah. It was it was it was frustrating, not because you knew it was cool. You just weren't a hundred percent like you normally are. Right, and that's. I mean, when I had the Kindred of the East book and I'm flipping back and forth, I was like, no one's gonna like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, having to do that. And and here's to be fair, if you're playing Kindred of the East, no doubt you know a lot of the terms. However, yeah. I still challenge even you. Check out the Blood and Silk book. The way they write it's very cool sounding, very uh, very much uh, Master Poe. Yeah. From Kung Fu, The Legend continues in a lot of it, which is a good feel. I love that show. So when you get that, that's 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 what that's what I'm referring to. You read the book, it gives you all that feel that they tried to capture for Kindred of the East. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Thank you guys for listening. And uh, again, sorry about the short podcast, but hopefully it was enjoyable enough. And until next week, I am Nate. And I'm Bob. And we will talk to you all later. You know what? Just drop. Let's, let's drop. drop. You know, just buy your shit and let's, let's get out of here. 
thank you everybody for listening to our review of Blood and Silk. In what is purely a coincidence, this week we'll be promoting a game that uh, our, our Patreon backer Bill Durfee is attempting to start in Nanjing, China. If you are in Nanjing, China and you're looking for someone to play, you can get a hold of Bill through WeChat. His WeChat ID is B1LLME. So get a hold of Bill and play some vampire in Nanjing, China. Thank you guys, and we'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. If you like our podcast and you'd like to help support our show, consider backing us at patreon.com forward slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. We offer reward tiers of additional Patreon-only podcasts, t-shirts, and personalized gaming experiences. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and go to our website, utilitymuffinlabs.com, for links to all of our social media, additional podcasts, and more. If you'd like to chat with us, submit a title for review, promote your gaming-related stuff or anything else you can think of email me at nathan at utilitymuffinlabs.com utility muffin labs consistently rated adequate